Welcome to Blessed Hope Podcast. This is a media outreach by Blessed Hope Bible Presbyterian Church. Today we'll be reading A Body of Divinity by Thomas Watson, published by the Banner of Truth Trust. Chapter 1 Introduction In how many ways may we glorify God? It is glorifying God when we aim purely at His glory. It is one thing to advance God's glory, another thing to aim at it. God must be the ultimate end of all actions. Thus Christ, John 8.50 I seek not my own glory, but the glory of him that sent me. A hypocrite has a squint eye, for he looks more to his own glory than God's. Our Saviour deciphers such, and gives a caveat against them in Matthew 6 verse 2. When thou givest alms, do not sound a trumpet. A stranger would ask, What means the noise of this trumpet? It was answered, They are going to give to the poor. And so they did not give alms, but sell them for honour and applause, that they might have glory of men. The breath of men was the wind that blew the sails of their charity. Verily, they have their reward. The hypocrite may make his acquaintance and write, Received in full payment. Chrysostom calls vainglory one of the devil's great nets to catch men. And Siphon says, Whom Satan cannot prevail against by intemperance, those he prevails against by pride and vainglory. Oh, let us take heed of self-worshipping. Aim purely at God's glory. We do this when we prefer God's glory above all other things above credit, estate, relations. When the glory of God coming in competition with them, we prefer His glory before them. If relations lie in our way to heaven, we must either leap over them or tread upon them. A child must unchow himself and forget he is a child. He must know neither father nor mother in God's cause. Deuteronomy 23 verse 9 Who said unto his father and mother, I have not seen him? neither did he acknowledge his brethren. This is to aim at God's glory. We aim at God's glory when we are content that God's will should take place, though it may cross ours. Lord, I am content to be a loser, if thou be a gainer, to have less health, if I have more grace, and thou more glory. Let it be food or bitter physic, if thou givest it me. Lord, I desire that which may be most for thy glory. Our blessed Saviour said, Not as I will, but as thou wilt. Matthew 26 verse 39 If God might have more glory by his sufferings, he was content to suffer. John 12 verse 28 Father, glorify thy name. We aim at God's glory when we are content to be outshined by others in gifts and esteem, so that his glory may be increased. A man that has God in his heart and God's glory in his eye desires that God should be exalted. And if this be effected, let who will be the instrument. He rejoices. Philippians 1 verse 15 Some preach Christ of envy, notwithstanding. Christ is preached, and are therein do rejoice, yea, and will rejoice. They preach Christ of envy, they envied Paul, the concourse of people. And they preached that they might outshine him in gifts and get away some of his hearers. Well, says Paul, 
Christ is preached, and God is like to have the glory. Therefore I rejoice, let my candle go out, if the sun of righteousness may but shine. We glorify God by an ingenious confession of sin. The thief on the cross had dishonored God in his life, but at his death he brought glory to God by confession of sin. Luke 23 verse 41 We indeed suffer justly. He acknowledged he deserved not only crucifixion but damnation. Joshua 7 verse 19 My son, give, I pray thee, glory to God, and make confession unto him. A humble confession exalts God. How is God's free grace magnified in crowning those who deserve to be condemned? The excusing and mincing of sin cast a reproach upon God. Adam denied not that he tasted the forbidden fruit, but instead of a full confession, he taxed God. Genesis 3 verse 12 the woman whom thou gavest me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. If thou hadst not given me the woman to be a tempter, I had not sinned. Confession glorifies God, because it clears him. It acknowledges that he is holy and righteous, whatever he does. Nehemiah vindicates God's righteousness. Chapter 9, verse 33. Thou art just in all that is brought upon us. A confession is ingenious when it is free, not forced. Luke 15 verse 18 I have sinned against heaven and before thee. The prodigal charged himself with sin before his father charged him with it. We glorify God by believing. Romans 4 verse 20 Abraham was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Unbelief affronts God. It gives him the lie. He that believeth not maketh God a liar. 1 John 5 verse 10 But faith brings glory to God. It sets to its seal that God is true. John 3 verse 33 He that believes flies to God's mercy and truth, as to an author of refuge. He engarrisons himself in the promises, and trusts all he has with God. Psalm 31 verse 5 Into thy hands I commit my spirit. This is a great way of bringing glory to God, and God honors faith, because faith honors Him. It is a great honor we do to a man when we trust Him with all we have, when we put our lives and estates into His hand. It is a sign we have a good opinion of Him. The three children glorified God by believing. The God whom we serve is able to deliver us and will deliver us. Daniel chapter 3 verse 17 Faith knows there are no impossibilities with God and will trust Him where it cannot trace Him. We glorify God by being tender of His glory. God's glory is dear to Him as the apple of His eye. An ingenious child weeps to see a disgrace done to his father. Psalm 69 verse 9 The reproaches of them that reproach thee are fallen upon me. When we hear God reproach, it is as if we were reproached. When God's glory suffers, it is as if we suffered. This is to be tender of God's glory. We glorify God by fruitfulness. John 15 verse 8 Hereby is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit. As it is dishonouring God to be buried, so fruitfulness honours Him. Philippians 1 verse 11 Filled with the fruit of righteousness, which are to the praise of His glory. 
We must not be like the fig tree in the gospel, which had nothing but leaves, but like the pomegranate that is continually either mellowing or blossoming, and is never without fruit. It is not profession, but fruit that glorifies God. God expects to have His glory from us in this way. First Corinthians nine verse seven. Who planteth a vineyard and eateth not of the fruit of it? Trees in the forest may be barren, but trees in the garden are fruitful. We must bring forth the fruits of love and good works. Matthew five verse sixteen. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Faith sanctifies our works, and works testify our faith. To be doing good to others, to be eyes to the blind, feet to the lame, much glorifies God. Thus Christ glorified His Father. He went about doing good. Acts ten verse thirty eight. By being fruitful, we are fair in God's eyes. Jeremiah eleven verse sixteen. The Lord called thy name a green olive tree, fair and of goodly fruit. And we must bear much fruit. It is muchness of fruit that glorifies God. If ye bear much fruit, the spouse's breasts are compared to clusters of grapes to show how fertile she was. Song of Solomon seven verse seven. Though the lowest degree of grace may bring salvation to you, yet it will not bring much glory to God. It was not a spark of love Christ commended in Mary, but much love. She loved much, Luke seven verse forty seven. We glorify God by being contented in that state in which providence has placed us. We give God the glory of His wisdom when we rest satisfied with what He carves out to us. Thus, Paul glorified God. The Lord cast him into as great variety of conditions as any man, in prisons more frequent, in deaths often. Second Corinthians nine verse twenty three. Yet he had learned to be content. Paul could sail either in a storm or a calm. He could be anything that God would have him. He could either want or abound. Philippians four verse thirteen. A good Christian argues thus: It is God that has put me in this condition. He could have raised me higher if he pleased, but that might have been a snare to me. He has done it in wisdom and love. Therefore, I will sit down satisfied with my condition. Surely, this glorifies God much. God counts Himself much honored by such a Christian. Here, says God, is one after mine own heart. Let me do what I will with him. I hear no murmuring. He is content. This shows abundance of grace. When grace is crowning, it is not so much to be content, but when grace is conflicting with inconveniences. Then to be content is a glorious thing indeed. For one to be content when he is in heaven is no wonder, but to be content under the cross is like a Christian. This man must needs bring glory to God, for he shows to all the world that though he has little meal in his barrel, yet he has enough in God to make him content. He says, as David, Psalm sixteen verse five. The Lord is the portion of mine inheritance. The lines are fallen to me in pleasant places. We glorify God by working out our own salvation. God has twisted together His glory and our good. We glorify Him by promoting our own salvation. 
It is a glory to God to have multitudes of converts. Now, his design of free grace takes, and God has the glory of his mercy, so that while we are endeavouring our salvation, we are honouring God. What an encouragement is this to the service of God? To think, while I am hearing and praying, I am glorifying God. While I am furthering my own glory in heaven, I am increasing God's glory. Would it not be an encouragement to a subject to hear his prince say to him, You will honour and please me very much, if you will go to yonder mine of gold and dig as much gold for yourself as you can carry away? So, for God to say, Go to the ordinances, get as much grace as you can, dig out as much salvation as you can, and the more happiness you have, the more I shall count myself glorified. We glorify God by living to God. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 15 That they which live should not live to themselves, but unto him who died for them. Romans 14 verse 8 Whether we live, we live unto the Lord. The Mammonist lives to his money. The Epicure lives to his belly. The design of a sinner's life is to gratify lust. But we glorify God when we live to God. We live to God when we live to his service and lay ourselves out wholly for God. The Lord has sent us into the world as a merchant sends his factor beyond the seas to trade for him. We live to God when we trade for his interest and propagate his gospel. God has given every man a talent, and when a man does not hide it in a napkin but improves it for God, he lives to God. When a master in a family, by counsel and good example, labors to bring his servants to Christ, when a minister spends himself and is spent that he may win souls to Christ and make the crown flourish upon Christ's head, when a magistrate does not wear the sword in vain, but labours to cut down sin and to suppress vice, this is to live to God, and this is glorifying God. Philippians 1 verse 20 That Christ might be magnified, whether by life or by death. Three wishes Paul had, and they were all about Christ, that he might be found in Christ, be with Christ, and magnify Christ. We glorify God by walking cheerfully. It brings glory to God when the world sees a Christian has that within him that can make him cheerful in the worst times, that can enable him with the nightingale to sing with a thorn at his breast. The people of God have ground for cheerfulness. They are justified and adopted, and this creates inward peace. It makes music within. Whatever storms are without, 2 Corinthians 1 verse 4, 1 Thessalonians 1 verse 6. If we consider what Christ has wrought for us by his blood and wrought in us by his spirit, it is a ground of great cheerfulness, and this cheerfulness glorifies God. It reflects upon a master when the servant is always drooping and sad. Sure, he is kept to hard commons. His master does not give him what is fitting. So, when God's people hang their heads, it looks as if they did not serve a good master or repented of their choice which reflects dishonour on God. As the gross sins of the wicked bring a scandal on the gospel, so do the uncheerful lives of the godly. Psalms 100 verse 2 Serve the Lord with gladness. Your serving him does not glorify him unless it be with gladness.
A Christian's cheerful looks glorify God. Religion does not take away our joy, but refines it. It does not break our vial, but tunes it and makes the music sweeter. We glorify God by standing up for His truths. Much of God's glory lies in His truth. God has entrusted us with His truth. As a master entrusts his servants with his purse to keep, we have not a richer jewel to trust God with than our souls, nor has God a richer jewel to trust us with than his truth. Truth is a beam that shines from God. Much of his glory lies in his truth. When we are advocates for truth, we glorify God. Jude 3 That ye should contend earnestly for the truth. The Greek word to contend signifies great contending, as one would contend for his land and not suffer his right to be taken from him. So we should contend for the truth. Were there more of this holy contention, God would have more glory. Some contend earnestly for trifles and ceremonies, but not for the truth. We should count him indiscreet, that would contend more for a picture than for his inheritance, for a box of counters than for his box of title deeds. Thank you for listening to the Blessed Hope Podcast, a media outreach by Blessed Hope Bible Presbyterian Church. For more information, visit our website at www.blessedhope.sg. Our sermons are available at www.sermonaudio.com slash blessed hope. The Lord bless you and keep you.